Hey, I'm Pastor Joel, and I just want to say thank you for downloading or streaming this message today. My prayer for you is that you're blessed by the content that you hear. As a church, our desire is to make disciples of Jesus, and we do that by helping people to trust and follow Him in every aspect of their daily life. So if this is something that blesses you, we just hope that you'll feel free to share this with others so that they might be encouraged and challenged by it as well. So today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. And we are rejoicing with your rejoicing of the birth of our Savior. We're glad you're here. You didn't have to be here this morning. You didn't have to take the time to worship with us, but you did and you're here. And I pray that the truth of God's word will come and you will hear it and it will change you because it has the power to change. Thank you for that worship this morning. I know it got me fired up. It got me ready to share the good news. And and, and who am I, right? So I want to just do a quick introduction and dive right into the word. My name is Jeff Champlin. I'm actually part of their global mission team here at GFC Kingsport with my wife, Michelle, and son, Simon Peter. We serve the people, the unchurched people, the people that need to hear the good news of Jesus. But it is not I who live. It is Christ in me. I am literally just a beggar trying to show other beggars where the food is. And that food is the bread of life. And that's available today and every day. So thank you for being here. Thank you for rejoicing and coming. I'm literally so thankful for every disciple maker that has walked and stood in the steps in front of me. I know Joel Pastor is just amazing. He's, he's taught me friends and family who have shared and poured out their love. And I, I hope to be a small part of your story today, to hear from his word, to, to let the spirit go forth and, and share in the good news with you guys. And I'm done talking about me, so let's dive into the Word. Let's open up the Word of God. I'm going to give us a base level that we're going to study today. I normally don't like to jump around verses, but I'm going to do it a little bit because instead of a a verse-by-verse teaching, we're going to see today in God's Word something that you might not know, something that you've seen and you kind of glance over, but maybe God is trying to teach us something else. And I think that I hope today that we will see a little something. So we're going to dive in. We're going to go to Revelation. It is the last book of the Bible, so it's easy to find. We're going to go all the way to the end. We're going to go to chapter 3, verse 3. Easy to remember, 3, 3. And we're going to move and we're going to share the good news of Jesus in this verse. And we're going to see something. So let's dive in. Let's read from it. I'm going to read if it's up on your screen, in your Bibles. Get some notes. Get some paper ready because today, hopefully, we'll be action-packed and jammed up. So first thing, here it is. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief in the night, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Today's title and the message is entitled Remember. Remember. And so that's the first word we see in this verse here. We, we see the word remember. It's like a recall. Recall this information. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. And right after that, it's something that's interesting. I know in my version, it has a semicolon, and it says, hold it fast and repent. Did you see that? Did you see God said, remember, recall it, but then have action. This verse does a great job of kind of sharing what we're going to be talking about today, that we need to remember, we need to recall information, but also we need to have action behind it. And right here, he's telling us to fast, hold it fast, and repent. So he, he's giving us the inside look. And, and one thing you may not know, but words don't necessarily mean words. 
now, now bear with me for a second. So we're learning Spanish, and we're, we're trying to uh, translate everything word for word. And oftentimes, that, that just doesn't work. Words are trying to get ideas. And, and the Bible wasn't written in English. So there, there's something that often we translate the word remember, but we miss it a little bit. And I, I hope today you're going to hear something new. You're going to be, God's Spirit's going to move, and He's going to change your heart to look at something and move you. So when we look at it, I remember a story when we were learning Spanish, and we're in Spain. And uh, I go to my first restaurant. I literally don't speak any Spanish at all, and I'm, I'm going to order something. And I see this thing, and it says tortilla. And I said, oh, man, I know tortilla. It has huevos and cheese and eggs and onions and potatoes. And I'm like, oh, man, I, we don't call that a tortilla in the United States. We call that, we call that a breakfast burrito. And I, I love breakfast burritos. So I'm from Southern California, and uh, I'm excited to have that. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. And I, I, I asked the, the server, you know, tortilla, por favor. And he goes, he looks at me weird, and he's like, gordo. And Gordo, I mean, I translate it word for word. I'm like, fat, what, what is he trying to say? Is he, is he talking about me? I don't, I don't understand. I'm like, yo, por favor, that's what I want. That's, that's something that I'm looking forward to. And uh, so he does, he brings it, and, and then he comes out and he drops it on the table. It's a five-pound potato cake. <laughs> and it's meant to be shared, and I just ordered it all wrong, and I made this huge thing. But there was an example of translating sometimes. We, we miss it, right? We miss it. And today, if you have your notes ready, the first note we're going to write and we're going to talk about is there are at least two meanings of the word remember in the Bible. Two meanings. So in English, we tend to use the word remember all the time about recalling information. Two plus two equals four. Um, uh, the exam is today. Did you remember that the exam is today? So yes, those are the way we often do it. But there's another way we, you use it in English as well. And I think this is what I heard. This is what I hear sometimes. And I hope to share it to, with you. It says, did you remember my birthday? They're not asking you to recall if they had a birthday. They're asking if you did something. Did you remember that person? Did you love them? Did you move towards them? And that's the remember that we want to talk about today. Did you remember to take out the trash? Not recall it, but to do it. Did you do it? And, and that's the word, especially in the Old Testament, where you see it every time we see the word remember. I want you to think of it like that. Think of it as action behind it. I'm going to move to the next verse because I, I don't want to spend a lot of time telling stories. I want to share the word of God. And I want you to start seeing it because it's over and over and over in the Bible. We're going to look now. We're going to move. We're going to change to Hebrews. We're going to go and look at Hebrews today. We're going to move to chapter 8 verses 11 and 12. So let's read from there and see if we can start to pick up on what he's saying here in those word for word, thought for thoughts. No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. For I will forgive their wickedness and I will remember their sins no more. We don't need to recall the information the Lord is telling us. They won't say they, knew, they know the Lord because Jesus will no longer need to, re, God will no longer need to remember their sins. He won't need to act against their sins. Christ on the cross, the blood of Jesus, it's been acted upon. I will no longer need to remember your sins because Jesus did it for us. We don't need to remember their sins. You know, I remember... 
being in, in that Spanish language and learning and, and looking at words and thoughts and, and how to say things properly and, and how to get that remember idea behind it. There's a, there's a word for believe. Often in, in English, we'll, we'll share with people, we'll say, do you believe in Jesus? And, and, and that's our thought. That's the, and it's nothing, that's perfect. That's exactly right when we evangelize and disciple in English. And I remember going in, in Costa Rica and sharing with people in broken Spanish, and tus crees en Cristo? Do you believe in Jesus? And every single time, just like this verse, they would say, si, si, me creo. I, I believe in Jesus. But I wasn't getting the point across. Because that, in that culture specifically, it wasn't about believing in Jesus. They, they're, they're a historically Catholic country. They, they have heard the name of Jesus. Yes, I believe Jesus existed. But the proper word they told me, and somebody had to help me, is confiar. Do you trust in Jesus? Different words, but they, we were trying to get the point across. We're trying to, to reach the hearts of people so that it will go deep down in them and they will know the love of Christ. I'm trying to share with them a word, but it's more about the thought. It's about the action. Do you trust in Jesus? Can you trust him? Can you confiar in him? And you know, Whenever I think of those type of things, I just remember that it, we are called to action. That's what we're going to get today, that it's not a simply a, a remembering, a recalling of information. I, oftentimes, when, when I think of action and movement, when I recall something, I recall that it's your birthday, and I remember that you're having a birthday, doesn't it just move you, automatically move you? And, and when we look at the, verse, the first verse we looked at, we look at... Jesus telling us, the God telling us something, remember therefore what you have received and heard, hold it fast and repent. Action. And when I remember what Christ has done for me, and if you're not yet a Christ follower, this is what he can do for you. And I remember it. It leads me to celebrating, to rejoicing, to being in him. It just automatically takes you there. I, when Kyle was up here singing just a minute ago, did it not just bring you there? Did it not want to make you worship and love the Lord because you're remembering him? You're acting upon his love for you. And it's so beautiful. And it's such a thing. We can all have a praise song. I, I know for me, whenever I hear, great is thy faithfulness, it's, it's my boo-hoo, weepy song because it rema I remember what God has done for me. I remember where I was prior to my life in Christ in the darkness and away from light and separate from God. And, and then how great is his faithfulness and I move. I have action. I move to worship. I move to rejoicing and loving and caring. I move to be with God. So the question I have for you today is where has God remembered you? Now, God can't forget you. He, he's outside of time. He knows everything. He's, he's everywhere. He's been everywhere. He can't forget you. What I'm asking you is, where has God remembered you? Where has he moved towards you? I remember being 19 years old, and I, I went to go buy my first car. I didn't know a lot about buying cars and didn't have a lot of money. Went to a used car, and I, I went and I, I bought it. And it had a couple problems in the, in the mechanics and needed a new tire and things. And the dealership told me, just take it home, bring it back tomorrow morning, and we'll repair some of those things. And I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, I took my car, I drove it home, and was living. And at this point in my life, at 18, 19 years old, I was separate from Christ. I, I, I lived in darkness. I didn't know the love of Christ. And 
And when you're in darkness, you, you operate in darkness. And because of that, I, I drank too much. I partied and, and things like that. And, and that particular night after I got my car, I did those things. And I, I stayed up too late. And I was, it was just a, a bad scenario. So I had to wake up the next morning. I had to be there, I think, at like 7 or 8 in the morning. And I got up, and I'm, I'm hungover, and I'm tired, and I'm, I'm sleepy. And I, I drive out to the car dealership, and I drop off my car. And the, the dealer says, well, it's going to be about four or five hours. And I didn't have a lot of money, and so I didn't know what to do. So I decided that I'm going to walk. I'm going to go down the street, and I find a Dunkin' Donuts. And I, I go into the Dunkin' Donuts, and I lay there. I find a newspaper, and I, I put my head down. And I fall asleep. And I don't even know how long I'm there for. And I wake up, I'm kind of startled. And when I wake up, there's a family, like all in my space right here. They're just like right next to me. There's a mom, a dad, and, and two young kids. And they tell me, they said, you know, we, we've been praying for you. And I remember thinking to myself, what? What's going on? And they said, no, we've been praying that you will know Jesus and that his love for you will reign in your life. And I didn't know it at the time, but God remembered me before I knew him. He remembered me. He moved towards me. And if, you, if you've been a follower of Christ for a while, you've seen this. He, he often does it in two ways. He, he moves towards you through the word of God and through people, through disciple makers, right? He, he shows up in the form of people. And right now, can you think of a time that God has remembered you, that he's loved you and moved towards you? not just recalled you, but had action behind his love and mercy and grace towards you. It's that idea between action and thought. So where else in the Bible do we see that, right? Because I said there's a lot, and there is a lot. I, I love to look at the Psalms. Whenever you're up or down or in between, and we can open up the Psalms, and we can look and see what God said. And I did a quick glance and a quick write-down to kind of just start to see it, because I want you to see the word remember differently. So I saw it as, Remember, Lord, your great mercy. Remember the nation you purchased long ago. Remember me, Lord. Don't forget your covenant. And don't you just love that last one? Don't forget your covenant. It's remember. And it's the remember of action. He's saying, act towards your covenant. Act towards your promise. Act towards me, Lord. Remember the nation you purchased long ago. Act for the nation you remember. Do something, Lord. Check. Uh, remember, Lord, your great mercy. Lord, act in your great mercy. Remember. And it's all over the Bible. And so when I share today, and all this is for you to go and have your Bibles and to read and to look at it in a new way, to be joyful in the Lord and find a scripture and be with him because he's, he's showing you something, taking notes. And can you remember a verse in your mind that says, remember? And can you look at it a little differently? One thing I love about Grace Kingsport and Joel and, and any church that I'm affiliated with is always the complete gospel. We don't give prosperity gospel. We're not over here giving the shortened version of the gospel. The whole gospel needs to be preached at every time, the whole thing. And so we're going to look now, we're going to go back to Revelation, and we're going to look at the whole gospel with the word remember. We're going to look at the whole thing. So get your Bibles. We're going to go into Revelation chapter 16, verses 19. So God remembered all of Babylon's sins, and he made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath. And when you're hearing that, you're like, man, that's a downer. I didn't 
I didn't want to, I didn't come for that message today, but I know in one of the first couple times I was sharing and hearing in this church is with Joel, he was teaching the Revelation series. And so I know you're grounded in it. But when we read that, so God remembered all of Babylon's sins. Babylon there is really just a, a picture of all the evil. Um, most likely uh, people can argue with me and you just uh, email Joel if you like. Uh, but it, it's Babylon's sin. He remembered all of Babylon's sins. And look at the next thing. He made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his wrath. He made her. There was action. But the whole gospel, that's not meant to scare you. It's good news. It's actually great news. Because what is a savior if we don't need something to be saved from? What if there's something that there is wrath, there is judgment? I cannot, we say God is love and we have love. But you can never have love without truth. And God's truth of his word is that sin is in us. And we need Jesus to do it. I just want to stand. I'm going to put this to the side for a second and share with you that when we look at our resume and we stand there, we can know that what is my resume? It is the blood of Jesus that I am covered with. My sins are taken away. We read in Hebrews, it says, for I will not remember their wickedness. I will remember their sins no more. And that is simply because of Jesus. King Jesus has come. We celebrated him on Christmas. King Jesus has died and he has risen again. And when there is judgment, if you are in Christ, that's not the judgment that you're going to be facing because the whole gospel is good news. And if you don't follow Jesus yet, let me give you that invitation right now. Let me let you know that people here, Andy, Joel, everybody here wants to celebrate with you, wants you to ask questions. We want you to say, what is God saying? What is this word that he keeps freaking up? We're available to talk about Jesus and his work on the cross, the completed work of Christ. It is available to you today. The whole gospel has the word remember because above all, God remembered us that he sent his son. He moved towards us. When we could never reach him, he came down to us. He did it. He and he alone. So as we share this gospel news proclamation, I want the next fill in the blank here. It says, remember your, remember your blank. Remember your salvation. Remember your salvation. Because it's important when you can remember, recall, it moves you. We talked about it moving you towards action. Remembering your personal salvation. My salvation will never be my son's. He will have to have a personal salvation in Jesus and his alone. And I'm asking you to remember yours, to recall it, and now to move, to have action behind it. Because Jesus is telling you something. He is available to you today. Move towards it. Remember your salvation. Remember that day. The day of salvation is today. It is now. Remember it. Rocks of remembrance, altar building. Those things happen because God has saved us. And I, when I think of that moment, I can think of the darkness and then being reborn into light, it's all worth it. There's a phrase in Spanish that says, vale la pena. It's literally like the pain has value. That's the direct translation. But it means it's worth it. It's all worth it. And that's what God did for us. It is all worth it. And I want to finish up here. I want to honor your time as your family. And because it's not about the message. It's about you and your walk with Christ and, and the, what he's showing you and sharing with you. And I love this next verse. And it's our final verse of the day. So just bear with me. And if you've followed Jesus for a while, and you've probably heard this story, but maybe, just maybe you'll look at it a little differently after today. 
So let's take a look at it. It's, uh, it's in the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 23, verses 42 and 43. And, and to help set up the scene, if you haven't been following Jesus, Jesus is on the cross at this point. Jesus is ending the sin, is taking care of that. And there's two thieves or robbers right next to him. One is still denying him, and then one says something to him. And in verses 23, uh, chapter 23, verses 42 and 43. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And it's so beautiful. In my prayer life, I often will ask the Lord, Lord, please help me with this, or or Lord, give me strength for this. Bless me so that I may serve in here. And Lord, I, 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 want, I want to go to Spain quickly. Lord, please do these things. But this prayer and this question the thief asks is so beautiful because he says, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He's saying, Lord, your will be done. Your will, Father, Remember me, Jesus, move towards me. I'm at the end. Move towards me, please, Jesus. Move towards me. Act on my behalf. Have action behind it, Lord, please. And if you probably know the rest of the story, and I think it's, it's just as beautiful. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. There it is. He answered it. He moved towards him. He's moving towards you right now. He's moving towards you. He, he's going to answer your prayers. He is available to you. I don't know what he's doing right now in your heart. Is, is, is something stirring up? Is something happening in your heart? I want to encourage you to write it down, to journal, to pray to ask those questions and, and to remember so that you can move because obviously we just saw, remember me, Lord. We can pray that together now. In our prayers, it's so beautiful. Lord, remember your church. Lord, remember those who are sick. Remember the great need and your promises. We can be one in spirit in that way. So I'm gonna do something a little weird because I've been doing a lot of talking and I want to slow down and I want to be silent. I want to hear the word of God. So I'm going to spend 30 seconds right now. And I'm going to ask you those same questions. And I'm going to ask you a question right now that, that maybe you can remember. And maybe you can ask. And the question is, and after I ask it, I'm going to be silent for 30 seconds. I'm going to let the Holy Spirit of God do his work in your heart. Because there's a lot that I don't know. And I don't know what you're feeling. I don't know where your situation is. I don't know where you live. I don't know. I don't know but I will never give up what I do know for what I don't know. And I know that God and his Holy Spirit is alive and active. And if you follow Christ and a believer, you are sealed with the Spirit. And even before, just like my story where in the car, even if you're not yet a follower of Jesus, he is moving and remembering you. And I do know that. So for 30 seconds, reflect on this question. I'm going to put it up on the screen for us. The question is, what is God telling you right now. What's God telling you right now?
Thank you for taking that time. If you will, let's pray together. Right now, in your homes, with your family, grab your hands, put the notes down. This is the time where we can bring these things that he's telling you right back to him, and we can share together in the Lord. Father God, thank you today for being so available. We pray that we're available to you, that we hear the things that you are trying to tell us and the action that you want to do and that you are remembering your people. Thank you, God, for your great love for us, for your mercy and grace, undeserved, but yet still amazing. You are the cornerstone. You are what we stand upon today. Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but I know that you are doing something and I'm so thankful for you. Jesus, you are worth it. You are everything. Team Jesus, we want you to come again, but we want you to save every person until you are ready because that is the will of the Father, Lord. You are a great and gracious God, a loving God. And Lord, I pray for all those who do not yet know you. Lord, remember your people, your creation in this day, Lord. It is all yours, all glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. Thanks so much for checking out our message today. We hope you are challenged and blessed by it. We want to invite you to come and worship with us in person if you live in the Tri-Cities area. We meet on Sunday mornings at 9 and 10.45 a.m. at One Fellowship Point in Kingsport, Tennessee. You can also get more information about us from our website or our mobile app. Have a great day.